The second Voldemort virus wave is biting and it's your fault, you pleb. This is according to an opinion piece in today's media. Ah, it's just beautiful. And the comments are even better. Let's go into that, shall we? Have a bit of fun with it. Uh, Welcome to the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast. Commentary, comedy, conversation. Please remember to subscribe and like and share and comment. All of those good things. That would be fandiliastic. Okay, let's go into the story. Actually, I just saw a story before about some big wave in Hawaii that hit a wedding and the guests were all just kind of standing there as this massive wave came and over the sea wall over the wall I guess it's I guess it's a sea wall and the wave came over and sort of wiped out some furniture and knocked down a couple of poles or whatever they were and uh some people really just their sense of humor is so bla- I guess cliche not even that it's just I hate the term NPC for people because I think it it's demeaning to human life, honestly, if I'm honest. But I get that. I, I understand the term. It's basically someone walking around with their, their head in the sand. But it does feel a little bit like uh, NPC humor. It's just, it's almost, are these bots in the comment section? It doesn't make sense. So this wave goes over the wall and you look down at the comments underneath the article and it's one of the first comments is the... I guess I guess they were putting the Darwin theory to the test. Ha ha ha. And then the comment underneath is, That's gold, mate! Ha ha ha! It's just... Okay. Cool. Seal. Seal, seal, seal. Uh, bread and circuses. Really is what it feels like. I just had to get that out of the way because whenever I see bad jokes or cliche jokes or quote-unquote NPC jokes or NPCs making jokes... It. I get secondhand embarrassment. I don't know why. I just do. It's so cringy that I. Oh, I'm feeling it now too. And look, I'm I'm I'll be the first to admit that I make bad jokes a lot. But um, generally, I acknowledge that they're bad jokes, and usually it's done because they are bad jokes. Anyway, let's get into this little piece because in New Zealand, obviously we're in winter over here. Hope you're enjoying the summer wherever you are if you're in the north. But we're in winter so we're going through waves of sickness of varying degrees and a lot of people were predicting this from the start that if you lock down a country and lock its borders down and we're not being exposed to the the yearly or seasonal colds and flus and things that when you do eventually open up you're going to get hammered by all sorts of stuff and it does appear to be the case but nevertheless the second Voldemort virus I'll I'll say the second Voldemort virus wave is biting and we only have ourselves to blame Mike Yardley opinion piece Uh, Mike is a Christchurch based writer on current affairs and travel who has written a column for stuff for 15 years I won't go through all this article, I'll just go through some of the highlights, (laughs) or lowlights. We, and again I'm changing the word to Voldemort virus. We might be done with Voldemort virus, but it's certainly not done with us. In the grips of deep winter, with Omicron's family of variants on the rampage, this well-worn phrase still piercingly 
rings true. A little bit dramatic, Mike. Uh, As much as we'd all love to turn the page completely on the pandemic, taming the rampant resurgence of this virus and its knock-on consequences undeniably depends on emphatic community buy-in. Collectivism is just another term for collectivism. That seems noticeably... (laughs) That seems noticeably half-hearted. Go back to Feb 8th. In the Prime Minister opening statements and in the Prime Minister's opening statements, sorry, to Parliament, Ardern prescient presciently? I don't even know how to pronounce that word. I've just always read the word. Presciently? Anyway, warned it was time to prepare for winter, the threat of new variants and this re emergence of influenza. As she did so, thousands of anti mandate protesters swarmed Parliament's lawns like barbarians at the gate. In the opening days of that repugnant occupation. <laughs> the PM's ominous winter warning was swiftly ridiculed by her critics, parodying her play on the foreboding Games of Thrones motto, Winter is Coming. Uh, Ardern was widely accused of desperately stoking fear in a bid to ma- maintain control of the, pa- of the pandemic narrative. The PM may have been losing the room, but history will judge that she was right to worry about winter Uh, scrolling down but as we ride out this winter wave over the next six weeks the timidity he really loves these uh, nice descriptive words and it really paints a picture Mike I enjoy it the timidity in the government's messaging and the softly softly approach to refining the official settings is unmistakable guess what Mike it's because they've run out of uh, political capital they do it they know they're in political trouble And the reason why they're not pushing anything right now is because they can't. Now this goes into blaming you, the listener, the everyday man, the citizen of the country. At an individual level, a potent cocktail of Voldemort virus fatigue and complacency has clearly swayed the behaviour of many New Zealanders to our collective detriment. Finally dropped the collective word in there. Good, good. We have dropped our guard prematurely leaving the door widely ajar for a rampant outbreak. Quite frankly, well, I just added the quite frankly part, but it sounds better. Quite frankly, it's embarrassing. Um, It's embarrassing that a quarter of eligible Kiwis still haven't received their booster. A quarter of eligible Kiwis. What are you doing? When we know that higher booster uptake lowers the overall rate of spread and hospitalizations. No, we do not. I'm a huge believer in the brilliance of medical technology. It has played a lead role in liberating our lives. Liberating or chaining us to Big Pharma? You decide. The current crop of Voldemort virus jabs, that's me adding the jabs part in, may not be a silver bullet. Oh, <laughs> definitely not a silver bullet. Definitely not a silver bullet. Uh, And it might not be a silver bullet in stopping transmission, but they've saved millions of lives and dramatically curbed the prevalence of severe illness. Is that really the case, Mike? Next-gen jabs will soon be on the market, directly taking aim at Omicron. From 2023, expect single-shot annual jabs offering protection against the Voldemort virus, the flu, and RSV. Annual jabs. Annual jabs. Thought that was just a 
conspiracy theory. But medical science is also taking great strides this year. Just continuing on, uh, but medical science is also taking great strides this year in developing effective treatments. Pi eases antiviral treatment. Paxlovid is ninety percent effective at reducing Voldemort virus-induced hospitalization and death. <sighs> it's all just so. So this is the messaging that the average citizen is getting. Is it ninety percent effective though? really and if it is how long for and what are the side effects are there any side effects are there any consequences to taking this and what actually is it is it a repurposed drug is it just slightly changed so they can repackage it and sell it and patent it all good questions that you should be asking Uh, scrolling down continuing with this craziness but with the beehive now spooked by the perception of overreach With the state control levers, individual responsibility is critical to cracking the back of this wave. So now individual responsibility is important. However, it goes on. Another clear dynamic widely circulating in the community is bloody-mindedness. In confined and and crowded indoor spaces, the maskless mis... Jeepers creepers, mate. In confined in confined and crowded indoor spaces, the maskless miscreants should be bailed up to help blunt transmission. Bailed up. Let's Google the definition of bailed up. Accost or detain, particularly in conversation. I don't think he's meaning conversation here. Bail up definition. To hold under guard in order to rob. We're robbing us of our individual rights and freedom of movement and freedom to not put things over our face, I guess. So there you go, bailed up. Strong language, Mike. Strong, strong language. Mike in particular goes on. I found myself remonstrating with an unmasked woman who imperiously breezed into my local fish and chip shop last week, defiantly thumbing her nose at the handwritten sign on the door, urging customers to please wear your mask. The Beehive's mantra is all about encouraging Kiwis to wear masks. Frankly, when a resurgence is on, it's ridiculous that mask use isn't required at controlled access events like auctions, cinemas, concert venues and conferences. Yes, we are over the Voldemort virus, but surely we can summon the fortitude to flex up the masking protocols as is required when a wave is on. Because it worked so well the first time. But they'll say, well, if everybody had just worn their proper masks all the time, everywhere, none of this would have happened. There's the problem with the whole collective ideology. We've got to come together as a collective. And the problem with things like socialism, they don't take into account human behavior anyway. And that's questioning the efficacy of masks in the first place, which is very, very questionable. Very questionable. You can look at a bunch of studies on all of this. The masks themselves, particularly those uh, blue ones or the cotton ones, and if, you, if you're a man with a beard, should all men shave their beards off? Because that immediately voids any use of masks. You're not sealing anything in there. The fact of the matter is they never talk about the... They're, only, they're again, hyper-focused on one thing. It's the Voldemort virus and nothing else. What's the... What else is happening with masking up everywhere? Is it to the degradation of society and human interaction? Does that matter? What about psychological development, particularly of kids? No? What about putting something over your face, consistently breathing out carbon and moisting up the inside of that mask and breathing all that back in? Seems like a petri dish of infection right there. Is any of this questioned? 
Or do we just put your mask on, you pleb? Does it even stop you from getting anything in the first place? Maybe an N95 helps, maybe if you are unwell. Other than that, personal responsibility, as you said. Personal responsibility, you can't be out there judging people for taking personal responsibility. You want to wear a mask? Wear a mask. It's very funny actually here because you go into these certain stores and they say, no hoods, take your hoods off and no face um, you know, coverings, no, take your sunglasses off, that kind of thing. And then next to it, there'll be a put your mask on sign. So you're not quite sure what to do there. It's very funny, things like banks and even petrol stations. So take your hood off and your sunglasses off, but put your mask on. Let's have a look at some of the comments on this article underneath from some of your lovely Kiwi citizens. Oh, this is from Nigel in the comments. Fair comments. Much of that pressure on hospitals is, is indeed lack of mask wearing and booster shots. So people can do something to improve that. And the pressure is also people turning up at A&E and at their doctors with trivial issues. Well, that's, that's true. There's plenty of information out there on when the Voldemort virus is severe enough to justify um, getting medical help. If people can get away from social media gossip for five minutes. Uh, Cam says, seems most people are basically stupid, incredibly selfish, or both. Uh, Tane says, non-mask wearers prove the adage that you can be both brain dead and have a beating heart. <laughs> Zero, the number of free dumb... Oh, that's a clever play on words. Freedom, free, dumb. The free, the number of free, dumb marches, religious cultists and anti-mandators who have had the Voldemort virus but won't acknowledge that they contributed to catching it by not following the health department's recommendations. No, it's personal responsibility. If they get it, they get it. And I hope they got through it and breezed through it. I know a lot of people that it barely affected and some people struggled with it. Uh, ziggity says <laughs> i won't read too many more of these but they are they are entertaining the government has done it all it could thank you thank i'll add that in thank you government you are amazing the conspiracy theory doc, the conspiracy theory occupation outside the beehive was the final straw and now it's on us to do the right thing firstly what is the right thing and who gets to decide that one then you go the conspiracy theory occupation the occupation was a conspiracy theory the government were on a hiding to nothing trying to help us all before. Ah, the, the trust in government from so many Kiwis is incredible. They really couldn't do right for doing wrong. You would think mask use would be a no-brainer, especially in the middle of winter with overflowing hospitals. These are, there are so many people not using them these days. These people just look thick and ignorant. And people that aren't wearing them are looking at the maskers thinking the same thing again, divide and conquer. Uh, he says they'll be the same ones sitting in ED wondering why it's taking over six hours to be seen and blaming the current government for all their woes. How about some personal responsibility? <sighs> so much hypocrisy in these articles and comments. It's beautiful. Beautiful to see. Tresos says, excellent article. <laughs> it's beyond crazy that with the worst variant of the Voldemort virus yet upon us, everything has become lax. It kind of makes a mockery of all the months of hard work and lockdowns. And why? Because poor, put upon, Kiwi lovers, lovers, lo- lo- I don't know, find it too cumbersome to wear a mask. Ignore science, and reality is so much easier. Ignore science. Uh, good article, and this is from Fal Walker. Good article, and speaks the truth. Far too many ignoring basic scientific facts. This virus mainly spreads through breathing other people's infected breath. 
put your bloody mask on. It's not hard. It doesn't impinge on your personal rights. It might just save your granny. There you go. Save grandma. It doesn't impinge on your, in, infringe on your personal rights at all. Impinge? Let's look that one up. Impinge, have an effect or impact, especially a negative one. Infringe, impinge. It's one of those words. Okay, infringe is to actively break the terms. It's good to know. So you learn something new even in these weirdo comment sections. Infringe, actively break the terms. Impinge, have an effect or impact, especially a negative one. It doesn't impinge on your personal rights. Ooh, it does. It really, 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 really does. Okay, and we'll move on from that article. Here you go. That's just more of the madness coming out of Kiwiland. Um, the New Zealand government today announced that they would be the the Ministry of Health. Dr. Ashley Bloomfield, he announced the ministry has also announced changes to how it reports on the Voldemort virus deaths with a new national total, yada yada. Uh, so they've announced the new way, well they've announced changes to the way that they're counting the deaths. It comes amidst rising case numbers and two new community cases of a troubling new variant. The changes were announced today on Tuesday with the Director General of Health, Dr. Ashley Bloomfield, and Public Health Agency Deputy Director General Dr. Andrew Old. Again, let's read back his title. Public Health Agency Deputy Director General. Twice removed on his mother's side and his uncle's brother's dog. I mean, how <laughs> again, the bureaucracy. Mind-blowing. Anyway, the focus on reporting total Voldemort virus deaths would shift to cases where... The Voldemort virus was the underlying or a contributory cause of a death, Old said. Those were deaths that could be wholly or partially attributed to the virus. Using that updated approach... Okay, so using that updated approach, as of today, there were 1,252 Voldemort virus deaths. That was a lower figure than some of the other ways of counting the deaths. Okay, so you're just going to change it now. I guess once the, the jabs and the... The medicines have all been rolled out. We can just change the way we're recording. Oh, it's just, it's more accurate now. It's more accurate. Well, what about all the fear before? We're just going to change the way we record the deaths. Of course, in places like America, you had incentives for hospitals to record them as Voldemort virus deaths because the hospital, if it was a death related to that or because of that, the hospital would get more funding. So that was an unintended consequence of that type of thing. I, I say unintended, of course, you could speculate. Perfectly intended, but who really knows? Okay, I'll leave it there. Although this did, I did hear this today on a podcast and I looked it up. This is from the National Library of Medicine in the US. And it's a long, long article. And there's rebuttals and reviews back and forth at the bottom. But it's something I'm just going to go over uh, this week sometime. I'll have to have a proper peruse of it but it's very long i'll give you the title evidence for a connection between uh, the voldemort virus and exposure to radio frequency radiation from wireless communications including 5g this is on the national the national institute of health's national library of medicine site so if you want to go have a look at that it's pubmed.ncbi.nlm.nih.gov i won't read that back you can just look up the title, just evidence for a connection between the virus and radio frequencies, or 5G, and you can just add an NIH. Okay, that's today's show. 
I'll talk to you again tomorrow. This has been the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast.